This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. And today we have a storier with Harry Adokwa. Harry, thank you for being here today. Introduce yourself to everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Harry Adokwa. Uh, I'm an artist out of Dallas, Texas, based in Austin. I'm kind of all over. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a permanent spot. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter slash rapper. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember, so the first time I... We talked before the Summer Jam performance uh, in, what, August of 2018? Mm. And I remember going to the show, and I was always nervous because I interview all these people, you really like the conversation with them, mm -hmm. but then you're not sure how the... If how the, good. Yeah, how the music's <laughs> going to be. And I remember, did you kick off the show? Uh, I think I was second. Second? Okay. I remember just standing there and watching and having this moment thinking where... I've never watched Prince perform, but I feel like this has to be what people felt like watching Sheesh. Prince perform. Thank you. Just like the energy and the passion that you had and like the kind of spell that you cast over the over the crowd with just I don't know, everything that you brought to the table. I was really captivated. So it's exciting that you have the new project coming out. Yes, yes. Which is just a full album of that. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I, I'm excited about like your grind and your glow up and just everything that's uh, gonna unfold for you. I really appreciate that, man. Um, I don't think I've gotten a Prince comparison, so this is a <laughs> this is a special moment for me. That's nice. huge. That's nice. huge. Thank you. Yeah. Also, the the new album, not not Prince like. No, not Prince like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, did you want me to? Yeah. Please. Yeah. So um, the new album's called Fire on the Mountain. Um, it's my first body of work where I feel like I'm saying what I want to say, how I want to say it, on the soundscape that I want to say it on. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain what it is. It's like maybe like a baby formulating words. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all this time the baby's just been goo goo ga ga but like knows what it really wants to get out. And then it's finally saying it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, just it's always cool hearing an artist talk about the approach to the art because it's not just oh i'm great at this yeah there's always nah. like the development and that realization at some point that it's not just me trying to get this right like it's not just me getting the lyrics right mm -hmm. and it's not just me getting the sound right and it's not just me getting the the performance right mm -hmm. it's getting everything to kind of align 
and maybe some songs you're getting two out of three. Exactly. On others, you're getting one out of three. God forbid you get zero out of three. A lot of the songs, you get zero out of the three. Yeah, (laughs) but then reaching that point where you're finally like, I know how to do this, I know how to do that, I know how to do this other thing, and now I can finally bring them together. It must be such a... A nice, a nice place to be. It, it is actually like I think actually it was yesterday. I've never done this before, but I just caught myself. Um, I was posting um, the lyrics to Genius, and I just caught myself reading over the lyrics, being like, "Fuck, I really like, <laughs> I really, I really did these couple bars." Like you know, I was really feeling myself. Then I had to stop. I was like, "Dude, get out of there!" You know, move on. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, but that that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I feel like a lot of my songs. Um, prior were one of the three two of the three a lot of them even making this album were zero of the three you know like there's a there's like maybe four songs that didn't make it um because it just didn't it didn't say what i wanted to say how i wanted to say it you know it's it's about that um that synchronicity um of it's because it's it's something to want to say something but to be able to say it cool like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and that's what i feel like i i've been the best with um but now in this new form to where it's not just i don't know how to explain it. it's not rapping it's not singing it's just kind of me like doing my thing to be able to say that in this new form is is very much so new yeah. you know and it feels good and it sounds good and it's exciting to perform so it makes me think about not that I relate everything to Kanye, but it's the idea that Kanye reached this point of rapping wasn't conveying everything that he needed to convey, exactly. and he needed to sing at times. But he couldn't just be a singer either, because that didn't always convey what he exactly. like the pace, the rhythm, like the attitude that he needed to convey. Mm-hmm. And you do end up in this point of like. Well, here I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Here I'm doing that. Sometimes I'm doing both. both. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's with the question mark too. You're yeah. like, is this what is this? You know. But yeah. that's exactly what it is. I remember Sanfa said once. He was like, "Man, I wish I could rap because there are some things that um, that I want to say that won't sound right singing." You know. Yeah. And so toggling between the two is a blessing. What a have you been working on both of those things for a long time? Was Rapping first, then singing was something that you eventually developed. Was singing first and rapping, or both in tandem? So technically, rapping was first. No, technically, singing was first, but rapping was first. Meaning, I've <laughs> always been like singing to myself, yeah, but never had the confidence to take that seriously. Um, so I started rapping, and then people, whether it be like my family and and high school, middle school, they're like, "Damn, you're really good at rapping." So I started focusing on rapping. And I was getting some, like, when people start to say you're doing a good thing, you kind of tend to stick to that thing, you yeah. know? Um, and then I think I tried a, I tried something live. And one of my good friends, she's actually one of the reasons why I, like, started recording seriously. She was like, yeah, you should just stick to rapping. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you know? But for uh, some reason, like, I just couldn't. Um, and so I bought, I bought a little book. Um, that came with the CD, and you could just play it in your car. You can just go through the good, 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 Yeah. So I did that like all throughout college. You know, all throughout college, I tried it on. Uh, I tried singing on a song, and I was like, okay, that's not bad. I'm getting better. 
and just kept doing it. Just anytime I'm driving back from work, anytime I have any downtime and, and when I get back to the apartment, you know, I'm just doing my good goods, you know? <laughs> and then eventually it's like, wow, like I'm, I can, in quotation marks, sing, you know yeah. what I mean? At least, at least to, to get this point across, you know, I don't need to be Frank Ocean or, or anyone else, but. None, that's like a really empowering place to get to. Cause I feel like a lot of, I mean, singing in hip hop has been something that's been developing for like 12 years now, mm-hmm. maybe longer. I just like before and after 808s and heartbreak, mm-hmm. like <laughs> before 808s, after 808s. But it feels like in that time after so many rappers, hip hop artists have a song aspect or a singing aspect to their voice. Like Post Malone's not. Yeah. Is he a fantastic singer? I guess. I don't think so, but it's emotional enough and it exactly. it works. It's like Bob Dylan, you know? Like, Bob Dylan really can't sing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Neither can Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. But you feel what they're saying. Yeah. And then at a certain point, when you're listening, it just doesn't matter that they can't sing, you know? Yeah. And that ends up being some of the the charm of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I hate when people call it crooning, but at the end of the day, it may be, <laughs> it may be crooning. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... Crooning is a word I have to write because there's only so many times you can use singing. <laughs> like an article where you're like, he was singing, he was singing. Crooning. Yeah. And you're like, is that fair? It, I don't know. And at the same time, it's like, at a certain point, you are crooning. Like, you know, when it sounds like you're like legitimately crying, yeah. you know, I feel like, and you feel that pain. So fuck it. I like crooning now, you know? <laughs> you feel that pain inside that, yeah. and you just want to emote and it comes out however it comes out. Yeah. You're going to have like a... A secondary just like EP now that's called like the croon songs and just like <laughs> the crooners yeah the crooner there we go yeah beautiful yeah beautiful so you started you had rapping for a long time you started singing um when you had the the gluck 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 the cd in the car mm-hmm. were people in the car with you ever like hearing the cd like they get in the car and they're like what are you listening to um my sister and she <laughs> fucking hated it yeah. <laughs> we used to work at um during the summer my dad got us this job at ut southwestern which is like an hour and a half uh away from us in mckinney and, and literally the heart of downtown dallas and so with traffic i have all this time you know i'm gonna work on my voice <laughs> and she hated it yo and then there'd be times where i'd be going on dates and like the CD still in the car. That's <laughs> we, exactly what. Yeah. yeah, we get back in the car and it's just the you know the good good good. I have to hurry up and try to like you know stop it, put the ox on. Because then, then she's asking you like, what what is that? Yeah. And you're like singing, and she's like, oh, s- sing for me. Yeah. And you're like, yo, that happened like literally two weeks ago. This guy was like, what type of music do you do? And I was like trying to explain it. And then he was like, sing for me. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not that type of singing. Think like Jimi Hendrix type singing. Yeah. And he understood it, though. He was like, oh, got you. Okay. I'll just listen to the record. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make me just... Yeah. Like, I gotta I'm, get a hole. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get a shot. Like, get emotional. Like, give me, give me a second here, you know? Yeah. So, uh, getting into Fire in the Mountain, were you listening to a lot of things? Like, the process behind making an album like that. I know some artists like to go into it with just, I'm not listening to a lot at the time. This is coming purely from Mm -hmm. me. 
Others really like the idea of, I'm listening to a bunch of things. This is the vibe I'm trying to capture. Mm-hmm. This is um, I, like the level I'm trying to be on. Gotcha. Which, which side of that did you fall? So I feel like um, the influences for Fire on the Mountain, I had done all of that listening um, a couple years prior. Okay. Um, let me, my, my whole life, actually, right? <laughs> so it's like coming up, listening to reggae, like that's all that's in the household is just reggae music, uh, beautiful reggae artists. Um, and then throughout like middle school, through high school, my hip hop influences, you know, that's where I picked up Yay, Cuddy. Um, some in college is where I got into Jay Z, um, and then towards the end of college is where I'm getting into the Jim Morrison, and like I'm really digging into like the Rolling Stones, um, Bob Dylan. Um, I always forget her name, and I like her a lot. The girl that sings, uh, "Summertime." Summer. Uh, what is it? Janis Joplin. Uh, Janis okay, Joplin. Okay, okay. So I'm getting into those people, right? <laughs> and so, um, so after after college, I get a job, and I don't know it, but all these influences are weaving together. I'm making a whole bunch of songs that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're all kind of trash, um, but you can see traces of reggae with some psych rock or or you know some hip-hop with this and with that with this um and so but when it came time to actually making the record i wasn't really listening to any of that i was actually listening to it's funny because my one of my good friends um my best friend actually one of my best friends rashad was like man because i would play him a sample of what i what i made and then we'd go to listen like to like gunna and he'd be like dude like if people knew like the type of music you actually listen to versus what you you make, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Because seriously, that's what I was listening to. Like I was listening to Gunna, and you know what I mean. And yeah. none of Fire on the Mountain is anything remotely near any of that, you know. But that was just strictly for my enjoyment. I feel yeah. like when it came to the research and when it came to the exploration, I had already looking back on it. I feel like I'd already done that, you know. So whenever. Um, my producer was making those soundscapes. Producer Ima Adokwa, just gotta sh- shout him out because he <laughs> fucking killed it. Yeah. Um, when he was making those soundscapes, it's like, I don't even know, it's like he knew, you know what I mean? Because it takes him to understand where, I, where I'm trying to go. It's, it's, it's weird, but to answer your question, no, <laughs> I wasn't listening to like, that music while I was making it. Right. I wasn't listening to any, I was just enjoying music and making what I was making. Which, that makes sense to me, because it's like, you don't want to be in process mode when you're trying to make something where you don't want to, I mean, you want to think, but you're also kind of drawing from something that's beyond um, tangibility and beyond giving that kind of necessary, like, logic and structure to of oh I'm drawing this from here you just want to feel it and exactly. put it in exactly and if you're listening to new things as well that are really like the heavy stuff that you're into that's all starting to swirl around and kick up processes that are different from just listening to music you can put on exactly right yeah yeah it's a it's it's it was a weird thing um looking back on it now you know because like after listening to like what's that one song dripper drown 
um, like I shouldn't have come up with <laughs> no rule, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny how that type of stuff works. Or, but like you said, it's like it's drawing from something that's beyond my own cognitive ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is around the time, like this album is a, um, is when I stopped writing things down, phys- like on paper, um, because I felt like I was getting too caught up in this word could be better than this word, or you know, this sentence is da da da. Maybe start da da da. And I started really getting into feeling. And so I was, I feel like I was opening myself up to just let shit just come through, you know? Yeah. And then I can piece it together. Um, by no means am I saying I'm a freestyler. You know what I mean? Like, don't <laughs> ask me to freestyle. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it, w- it was spiritual, actually, this yeah. recording, this, this record. It was, it was, um, it was like, it was medicine. And there's this song by, um, it's with Nipsey and um, DJ Mustard. And he's like, man, I went through every emotion. This is what Nipsey's saying. I went through every emotion. And I feel that. Like, this record was me going through every emotion, you know? Like, the beat would be done. Or while it's, while it's being produced, I would need to either step away or uh, my cousin would step away who produced this whole thing. And then I'd have that space to myself to just exact, to fight myself, to laugh at myself, to cry, you know, by myself, just... And just emote. Uh, that talking about getting into the the feeling of it. There's something cool about that because when you're just writing everything down and trying to piece together in that very logical initial approach, I feel like it starts to limit the sense of discovery because you're continuing to stop yourself exactly. to like, okay, am I getting like this word? You get caught up on the mm-hmm. word, and there's something about going on the feel and getting that first draft coming from just the gut that allows you to discover yourself and mm-hmm. confront yourself in a way that you wouldn't otherwise be doing on like a much larger level than just the sentence and just the word. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a actually the samurai, <laughs> Musashi Miyamoto, who's considered like the greatest samurai. He won 60 duels, okay. which were duels to the death. Shit. And uh, <laughs> he wrote this book called Book of the Five Rings. And he has a, a detail, a detail which is going to be ironic. He says, uh, if you get focused on details, you'll die mm-hmm. as like a samurai. You have to understand just the principles and the feeling mm-hmm. and go on that. Anything more specific and you're going to trip yourself up in the moment that's like most necessary. I fuck with that. What was that called again? The F- Book of Five Rings? Book of Five Rings. Book of Five Rings. Yeah. Let me check that out. It's like, I think he... It was like 1300s or something, or 1500s, and the books just existed for 500 years. Hopefully they've translated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't have to read the old English, man. That shit sucks. (laughs) No, it's been been updated. There's even a a graphic novel now. Okay. Um, It kind of distills the main points. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Talking about influences, we didn't get to talk about this much during the Summer Jam interview, but Kanye. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned Kanye was a huge influence for Mm -hmm. you. When did you first listen to a Kanye song? I was actually late to Kanye. Um, So this had, and I may, I'm not really good with time, but I know that it was around the time of like the Good Life video Okay. So that's graduation. Yeah, two thousand seven. So gra- when he like when he was promoing graduation, that's when I f- just found late registration. Okay. So I was just then listening to re- uh, late registration, um, and so I was playing catch up. Yeah. Um, I don't remember when that was like in my like, how old I was though. Yeah. But I just remember being like, damn, like uh, that song "Roses," yeah, really got me. I was like, damn, um, even wake up, Mr. West. Like all, I was just like, damn, this is like hard you know what i mean um and then yeah ever since then i've just been a fan of like i'm a big fan of lyrics and story right Mm -hmm. but then he kind of opened me up to um disturbance in art yeah and and then that fascinated me you know just being able to hear something i've never heard before but it's still cool. You know what I mean? Because sometimes like something, when something's too new, you're just like, ah, I'm not about it. But he found a way to like sneak in. Like I feel like, and I had to play catch up. I had to go back to College Dropout. But I feel like with each album, especially those first three, he was pushing a little bit and a little bit more. You know what I mean? To where like, it wasn't, I know a lot of people hated 808s when it first came out or whatever. But to me, it wasn't that far-fetched. You know what I mean? Yeah. It may not have been what I thought would be the natural progression, but it wasn't hard for me to understand because I feel like he's been pushing these melodies and these ideas and, and this emotion, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in a way that I could I could digest eight oh eights. And then and then um Jesus was after that, right? Uh, my oh. beautiful dark twist. Oh, fantasy. my beautiful dark. Yeah, that one I understand why he was like, I know how to. And some of his interviews, he's like, I know yeah. how to make perfect. Yeah, and I like, I liked that album a lot. Like it was super hard, you know what I mean. But Yeezus was the one that was like, okay, shit, like it's... music is now different. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. that inspired me to, like, like this whole toggling between rapping and. Um, and singing or crooning is kind of him toggling be- between like the smoothness and the crunch of you know some beats you know yeah. what I mean and like how on site starts off like you know what I mean like sonically you- you're not supposed to want to like that you know what I mean <laughs> but I love it exactly. I've been conditioned to love it exactly I, I remember when I first heard on site just the confusion that came over me yeah. and just that idea of like is this Am I supposed to enjoy? <laughs> but there's still something like, I don't know, there's something primal in it. There's yeah. something that like, when you know the project, it's the perfect yeah. thing. Yeah. Even if it throws you as like a first time listener. It, it, it's, it's daring. And it inspired me to be daring. It's, it's like, it, it, I don't know, man. And, like, I had that song as my alarm clock for like, <laughs> the longest time in college. And I was supposed to hate that song after, you know? But yeah. I never grew tired of that song. Yeah, I switched yeah. my alarm tone just because <laughs> I was a little harsh for the morning. But yeah. but I never grew tired of that song, you know? And that's the one thing I respect about um, Kanye and Cuddy, who was a huge influence. It's just, just 
daring, you know what I mean? Just dare to do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, with Cuddy, I was very guilty for a time of, like, being very judgmental of Cuddy's change in direction. Mm-hmm. Part of that was because I was at a concert three days before Man on the Moon 2 came out, mm. and Dude came on stage at one point with a guitar. I was like, hey, I've been trying to learn guitar. I'm really into it. Do you mind if I play? And everybody's like, yeah. yeah. And he plays marijuana, and it was cool. But then he's like, I'm going to play it one more time. And he played marijuana one more time, and then he's just like playing the guitar, but he still didn't quite know how to play the guitar. Yeah. And at that point, he had played no songs from Man on the Moon. He had only played songs from Man on the Moon 2, which nobody uh, knew. Yeah. And we were excited, but also, like... A little disappointed. Yeah, like, where's, like... What we came for. Yeah, <laughs> like, Heart of a Lion, where's, like, Pursuit of Happiness, mm-hmm. where's... What's the other one with, like, Outer Space? Um, or Soundtrack to My Life. Yeah. Like, we got none of those. <laughs> he played Pursuit of Happiness at the end, but... I was a little bit resentful of him wanting to go the guitar route. And then when he released, was it Indicud that was more yeah. guitar heavy? Or was it Wizard? Wizard. Yeah, Wizard. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. But in hindsight, like now at this point, looking back at what he did and having the balls to do that, yeah. like I love it more than I ever did before. Yeah, and I always wonder how like Kanye got away with it, but Cuddy didn't. Right. That's always been interesting to me, so I can, like, stay away from whatever it is <laughs> that Cuddy did. And I, I can't seem to find out, you know? Yeah. What, like, was it too soon, or... I, my short answer would be I just think Kanye's production stronger hmm. overall is just, like, a... Or maybe cleaves a bit more to playing on, like, sampling the popular into something more daring, where Cuddy's, like lacked that same foundation was Mm -hmm. just like all daring Mm -hmm. and because it didn't have that same base it didn't hit as well huh i'm I'm gonna use that i'm gonna take that and use that (laughs) (laughs) for sure um talking about like the crunch of yeezus compared to some of the softness that he'd bring in like thinking about songs like i'm in it Mm -hmm. which had such vulgarity up front and didn't really sound like a rap track at parts yeah. and then having that final verse that just really hits going into blood on the leaves which yeah. is such song singing i can imagine like you hearing blood on the leaves and just going insane <laughs> yeah going insane anytime but like i had to request blood on the leaves at the wrong times you know <laughs> just like no matter what's happening i want to hear blood on the leaves yeah. yeah for sure that was yeah that was a crazy song yeah and i really appreciate after listening to him and he was like this album would have been well received if i put um blood on the leaves first mm-hmm. you know it's just a testament to like dude just do it you know just do what you feel that you should do you yeah. know and just as a creative it like when kanye's like oh if you're a fan of me you're a fan of myself i truly believe that you know because watching him make these steps watching him do whatever he wants. Watching him put on sight first instead of blood on the leaves makes me want to do my own version of whatever that is. You know, watching Cuddy make Speeding Bullet to Heaven, though a lot of people hated it, I can't say I loved it on its onset, but I respected it and it gave me the courage to make my own version of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
Did you have those moments while making Fire in the Mountain where somebody was like, no, or you like tested it with people and they're like, eh, and you're like, you know what? I like it. And that's, that's enough. Um, I'm very hard headed, yeah. like extremely stubborn. So if someone was like, I don't like it, um, I, I, I lean towards not caring immediately, <laughs> you know, yeah. I lean toward, and it, I mean, it could be arrogance or it could be whatever, but like, if I feel, if I feel in my heart of hearts, I'm right, then I'm right. And that's it until I'm wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, but that doesn't mean I don't listen to people. I listen right. to everything, but to be honest, I don't think I got that much pushback from anything, um, anything sonically I was doing on Fire on the Mountain. Um, my producer, Imal, definitely would challenge me, but it wasn't like you. It wasn't like this is a bad direction you're going. It's how can we make this greater? Yeah, you know. So it was never, and even even then, sometimes I would take that personally, and I had to check myself, and even like wait till he goes to sleep before I go work on the thing he <laughs> said, you know. Um, not gonna give him the satisfaction. Yeah, no, no, nah, nah, you, you don't. No, <laughs> I can't give you that. Um, but I don't think I got only, and that's because I stopped rapping, right? Mm. Like I completely stopped rapping. So anyone I'm showing music to, they haven't heard me rapping forever. They've heard my Ric Flairs. They've heard Mad Max. They've heard these singles of me just testing out these ideas and these patterns they've heard you know so they yeah. so i don't know if they ex they don't expect traditional anymore you know what i'm saying like uh they i don't i hope they don't expect anything um but yeah that's a long form of saying no i didn't get too much pushback <laughs> that's good yeah that's good um well and you had mentioned cuddy being a huge influence i wanted to come back to that when was it that you discovered cuddy Okay, Cuddy is more clear. It it was um we we're going to a football game. I'm pretty sure it was my junior year and I was drunk as shit going to a football game and then my friend Jed, who's ironically an elder now, um, <laughs> he he's like, Bro, have you heard of Kid Cuddy? And I was heavy on Wiz and like Wayne. I was like, Nah, uh -huh. never and then he's like, Bro, you're gonna love this song. He plays me Mojo So Dope. Uh -huh. And I just lost my shit. <laughs> I've never heard and I had been rapping or whatever, but I'm I'm rapping kinda like I'm party rapping kind of rapping like whiz you know um i never heard a flow like that like and like everyone's like oh i got flow but that was an actual flow like i feel <laughs> like you know you could feel yourself riding those waves yeah. with them the way you know what i mean um and so that's what started it and so i started late on that too i started on man on the moon too Okay. And Mr. Rager was my jam. Mr. Mr. Rager. Yeah, man. That's one of those ones, yo, that like you just want to scream, you know? Yeah. And his songwriting, too, is just like the stories he's telling. You're like, man, I feel this in my own way. It may not yeah. be exactly what he's going through, but I feel felt my bouts, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and then going backwards, because I just needed more. I just needed more of Cuddy. Yeah. Going backwards... I lost my shit when I heard my world, you know, because <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, yo, like I want to do this music thing too, you know. This is gonna be my world. I'm gonna show everyone who, which actually wasn't a lot of people who were like, you can't do it, but <laughs> it was it was more yeah. so my family who was like, you shouldn't do it, you know. Yeah. Um, 
you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just really fucked with his his vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I heard somebody, not the first time, but like it just connected for me in a way that others didn't, um, how naked he was. Yeah. And, and again, made it cool. Because it's all about making it cool. You know what I'm saying? You want to hear something cool. Like, Kanye's Jesus is King, it's a gospel album. But it's the coolest gospel album right. you'll ever hear. You know? And that's yeah. what I feel like. That's why I stay away from gospel albums. Because they're not cool sounding. It's just like... Exactly. Yeah. It's like, thanks for the message. And trust me, yeah. I, I need the message. But it's just, it's not cool. You know yeah. what I mean? And so Cuddy, like... He really tapped into that naked coolness, and that inspired me to like be more open with myself. Mm. You know, like aside from the music or aside from other people, just to be like, "Hey, man, like, what's going on inside us right now?" You know, like, yeah. Yeah. which is an important thing, like, to be able to access yeah. just for <laughs> mental health. Because if you can't begin to understand and have that conversation. How can you begin to get over anything or get through anything? Exactly. Um, I just I always think back when I first heard Man on the Moon, and just the the range from feeling so motivated from Heart of a Lion to then feeling so emotional on soundtrack to my life, <laughs> and just like some of the low points that he reveals, like why in, why is he in, like playing in the room by himself? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, as an only child, like, just with toys, not a lot of people around. I mean, he had brothers and a sister that wasn't really there mm-hmm. at that point. But just that idea of being alone mm-hmm. in your room and you're just kind of daydreaming, playing with toys. Exactly. There's something very visceral about that in a way that I wasn't getting from any, other artists yeah. yeah, that I was listening to <laughs> yeah. in, like, any genre. I'm not hearing that from... Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, even that spectrum, um, you get that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From you'll you'll be as high as whatever at noon and then come five o'clock you're just like, Yo, where the fuck did all of that go? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or whether it whether it's in the same day, whether it takes a couple of days, I thought that I thought that was cool, you know, showing me that spectrum. Like you're not just this super confident guy all the time. You know what I mean? And and pretty much what he was telling me is no one is. Yeah. You know, I thought Cuddy was the coolest thing on earth, and he's saying, "Hey, man, like, I feel these ways too." You know, I thought that was cool. Yeah, and it makes me think Kanye as well, with yeah. just the fact that he had so much ego. Like, he's thought of as like the most egotistical yeah. person, <laughs> not just like artists, but people are like, "Oh, Kanye, worst ego." But even he admits all of these things on exactly. all these albums and has no shame in admitting it like i've had issues with this i deal with this i feel upset about this exactly um i know a lot of people still love the unreleased song i feel like that i love that song yeah yeah when i was working um at my nine to five i don't know if i should name them (laughs) i would have that song on repeat and i mean that's kind of depressing right like because that's a that's not a good song to have on repeat but i'd just be in my cubicle just like damn like i feel like that all the time and i would be i would be over my interns 
and I would play music, you know, and then they're just like, yo, like, why are you listening to this? And like, why is this the song that you, you chose to play for all of us? And I'm like, well, I feel like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I just say that to say I fucking love that song a yeah. lot. It's a good song. It is, especially, you watch the video too, right? Yeah. Like, just that dynamic from all day and like the high of all day then into I feel like that. Yeah. Like, man it's 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 the truth man yeah that's all i ever want to hear is the truth like just your version of the truth you know yeah. and that's all i'm gonna give is my version of the truth whatever that may be another one of my favorite kanye songs is a uh, pinocchio story from hollywood bowl hell yeah i would listen to that all the time dude. oh yeah just that ending part it's, it's like gut-wrenching you know you, yeah. you feel that you know yeah, that especially like capping off all the rest like you hear all the tracks on 808s and you're like that's sad that's sad yeah, that's yeah. sad like can we get much sadder <laughs> and then you get Pinocchio's story and it's essentially like you're never gonna find love yeah. like your life's a lie yeah. and like eh but, fuck off but then in the Hollywood Bowl performance he has that like that that line of like no matter what you know what I'm saying mm. like I'm good like you know he rattled on saying that like uh, you know how many times they said I wouldn't make it in this in this town and now the Hollywood Bowl sold out you know what I mean it's stuff like that it's yeah. just like damn bro even though I'm at this fucking cubicle and I hate everyone just because I'm here in this cubicle <laughs> like I'm gonna sell the Hollywood Bowl out too you know what I'm yeah. saying getting that inspiration getting that energy exactly yeah. exactly well then not just that being able to channel that honesty then into your work mm -hmm. knowing that that's that's the thing like that's the ingredient that you need exactly like it's okay for me to say um things like on mayday like if you love me you must be crazy yourself you know me yeah. am i crazy you know what i mean it's it made it okay to to be honest with my listeners you know to stop the whole braggadocio rap you know what i mean <laughs> to stop the whole i'm fucking bitches you know what i mean right like i got six rollies yeah i never got into that because like <laughs> i was only talking about what i'm actually doing but <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh it was actually my my drummer that challenged me and he probably doesn't even know he challenged me he was like one day we were practicing for a show it may have been summer jam and he's like man you you rap about you like you make songs about sex a lot i was like damn do. I was like, I need to open up more. <laughs> Talk about a little it bit more. It can't be my only thing. Yeah, seriously. Or maybe you become the sex guy. Like, I could have been. You know, I'm glad he he got me early before I was the, the, the sex guy. That's just uh, you come up with a alter ego, <laughs> right? And those are all the albums you released by him. Yeah. And like uh, the dream part too. Yeah. Everything's in falsetto. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's one way to get some headlines. Um, well, what do you think was kind of the, talking about like honesty mm -hmm. so much, what for you was kind of the, I don't want to say like the hardest moment, but the moment where you're just like, oh, I feel like this is me finally like getting to something that I've been trying to get to. And like, this is the honest line or this is the like core moment. It was um, doing a lot of reading um like a ton of reading a ton of self-reflection a ton of gr growing and then something happens 
which was, it wasn't even anything big. It was like a phone call from my girlfriend at the time. And um, she was telling me something great that happened in her day. And for some reason I wasn't able to like celebrate with her. So I got off the phone really quick because I don't want to bring her energy down. And then I was just kind of just confused at myself. Just like, what the fuck? Like, we are levels, we're levels, you know what I mean? Like we've done this, this, and this in music. Right in the Austin scene, you know what I mean. We've done this, this, and this, and like your health. We've done this in the way you think, in the way you like, in the way you like. I used to internalize other energies, you know. Now I'm blocking off energies. Now what people say doesn't get to me. I really try my hardest not to get mad. I don't. It's all these things that we've done, and I still feel like not okay. Yeah. And that's like a scary feeling, and it's like a um. And I just had to be honest with myself that I'm not okay still. You know what I mean? Like, you haven't achieved perfection. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's like, yo, like, I, like, I'm praying. I am. I'm calling my mom. You know what I mean? I am like, I'm being selfless in areas I can. I'm, I'm doing what I can. Like, I'm doing the right things. So is what's going on? You know? And then it's just really asking myself those questions that really like it got me down for a second like like will i ever be what i'm trying to get to yeah you know and that's really how that song um the first song off the record no rule came about um it's literally the beat was just being made and i was outside on the phone and then i hang up and i'm looking and I walk inside and I just immediately walk straight in. And I just start questioning myself, you know? I thought I found peace. Like, I thought I found me, you know? Um, yeah, that was not. Because it's not what you expect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going in, like, you're in the studio. You know, you're going to get emotional, but you kind of feel in control in a way. Yeah. And to then have that call. And to have this sense of, you know, she just had this good news and your first reaction is, why you and not me? I wouldn't say it's like, it it wasn't why her and not me, it was why can't I celebrate with you? Mm. It's like, what's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? I should be really happy for you. You know what I mean? But for, and I thought I was just good. You know, that's, that's where the confusion came is like right before the call. I thought I was just like just hairy, just living, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then and then when I got it, it was just like I was able to through that moment see inside myself like, oh, there's some there's still some things here. They may be like hiding. I may not be able to to feel them or or whatever the case may be, but there's still something here. Yeah. Yeah. And just being able to channel that then This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Was that... You said no rule. It was the the first song on the album. Was mm-hmm. that the first one you were recording at that point, or had you been recording? Oh, I'd, I'd been recording. Okay. Um, I'd been recording. 
but that was the I'm trying to think if I had a record that made it because this record started completely different from what the first what I thought was gonna be, <laughs> but it always had to do with being a better like the first song was called Better Man. Yeah. Um, it always had to do with like growth. I just didn't know what type of growth yet right. or what I was trying to overcome yet. I guess. Um, but No Rule is the one where I was like, okay, I have the direction. At least for this song, you know? Yeah. Who knows what comes about later. (laughs) But for this song, I I know where we're going with this. Nice. Yeah. Well, you talked about, at the beginning, uh, Dallas, Austin, and going around a lot these days to other places. Mm -hmm. Um, Has the travel that's gone on and just being in different kind of cities, landscapes, around different people been influential at all in that way as you're thinking about not just this project but future projects a hundred percent um i'm not gonna say i'm the biggest fan of it yeah i really like um i really liked when i had my uh one bedroom apartment uh you know i mean pretty close to downtown (laughs) and we converted the whole bed and like the bedroom into a studio like i really like that setup you know it was very stable um but there's something in um the instability that I wouldn't necessarily, like, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, have you been creating so many songs? Um, yeah, I have, but but it's not really the songs. It's the, Eric Badu always says, like, if you have writer's block, you just need to live life. Mm. And so it's, it's just a different, it's a different way of living that I'm used to. Yeah. That's stirring up new, just new feelings, really, you yeah. know? Like, like I said, I don't really enjoy sleep crashing on floors you know what i'm saying i don't enjoy it at all but it it is new um and new experiences bring about new tales you know very very much so that's the thing that i've always loved about kanye's discography is that i feel like each album since college dropout like college dropout kind of detailed everything from before that album all the way up to like last calls like a celebration that the album's coming out and mm. was successful even though it had it yeah. even you gotta love it yeah you gotta love it but then it feel it felt like to me that late registration was him after college dropout reflecting on the fame that he had achieved at mm. this point and thinking about his life now and then graduations that time between late registration and graduation and mm-hmm. then 808s is that time between graduation exactly and it just each album kind of being that next chapter mm-hmm. in his life and capturing that energy i feel like it's so such a powerful lesson for artists and i hope it's something we just see more of just instead of going back to the same well again or even drawing from just the the pop music again mm-hmm. and again like i'm just making party anthems or yeah. I'm just making something just you know you're on a new chapter already mm-hmm. in this album <laughs> yeah has it even come out and just what's that going to mean for exactly the next one I just know for me as a listener as a fan that's what I love the most is like okay I'm a fan this artist is a huge artist but this artist is almost like one of my friends mm. you know what I mean it's like in every project they drop or whatever it's just that it's them checking in or me checking in on them just hey how have you been how are the kids how are the da 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 (laughs) and they're actually telling me you know what I mean but then you do have those friends that that don't you know what I mean they just kind of keep it surface (laughs) level and you guys kind of keep it pushing right um and 
and I know how I felt towards Ye and, and Cuddy. And that's kind of the same that I want to give off, you know, that that nakedness, that that open book, that that truth, you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to hide anything from you guys or, or put on a face like, hey, this yeah. is this is me, you know? Th- yeah. Those who rock with it will rock with it and those who don't will eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well and that's such like a, a powerful thing is knowing I think especially in like the internet age that we have, like there are enough people <laughs> that are gonna be a fan of you. Uh, eventually as long as you keep plugging away and making yourself visible and making yourself honest mm-hmm. and giving them that opportunity to connect mm-hmm. uh, billions of people like you're gonna find your people <laughs> yeah no seriously seriously so why not um i don't know which who said it but they were like um if you're gonna make it you should want to make it as who you are mm. you know so that you could at least have that yeah, imagine the alternative. Exactly. Ooh. Imagine making it being someone that you're not. You know what I mean? That sucks because you have to be that person. Or when you decide to finally become who you are, they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's false advertising. Yeah. It's Popeyes without the fucking, you know what I mean? The chicken sandwich. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to think what would be like the worst thing that I could go to Popeyes and they're like, we sell this now. <laughs> exactly. Like kale. I don't know. Yeah, like, all right. Like impossible chicken. Yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> it's not what I came for. No, That's it's... not what you told me to come here for. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that sometimes, but yeah. not, not from you right now. Exactly. Not from you right now. Give me what you told me you'd give me. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's a, that's a crucial thing. Just being able to to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so getting into a few of our favorite kind of wrap up questions. Um, do you have a top three Kanye albums? Jesus is at number one. Hell yeah. Eight oh eight is at number two. And then I have to give it. To Jesus is I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get. It's a good album, but I gotta give it to Late Registration. Nice. Yeah, it's the one that really. Uh, I mean, Graduation partially kicked it off, but Late Registration was the yeah. first one you kind of. Yeah, it, it's super with. tough though, you know, because like all of them are so fucking good. Like the fact that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy isn't on there, like it feels weird, you know. But it's like. <laughs> What can I do? Yeah. I mean, in the the years that we've had the show and, like, just being as active of, as we are on social media, we get asked rankings a lot. And mm. especially with Jesus as King, people have been like, where do you rank it? Where do you rank it? Mm. I'm finding myself almost... I just don't feel like it's even worth attempting to rank them yeah. <laughs> anymore for me because it's almost like whatever emotion I'm feeling at that time is more the appropriate ranking than... Exactly. Uh, it's just the vibe that I need. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but still, in that spirit, top five songs. <laughs> top five songs. Um, do they have to be in order? Nah, nah. Just uh... okay. We'll we'll do FML. Okay. I gotta put that in there. Yeah, that's a uh, talk about honesty. Yeah, that that's exactly <laughs> why. Like when I heard this, I was like, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I could relate. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, definitely FML. I gotta put um, Diamonds. Oh, yeah. 
gotta put diamonds in there remix the remix okay 100 <laughs> percent um damn the original was good too original was good the original was great he had that long ass verse yeah fuck i'm still gonna go remix okay okay so you can't you can't like it's hard to beat the jay's verse <laughs> yeah, exactly um I want to throw roses in there, but that's almost too easy. <laughs> Dancing all sleazy, where are you easy? <laughs> um, okay. Um, was Boney Bear on Blood on the Leaves? Uh, he was on Hold My Liquor. Hold My Liquor. Yeah. Hold My Liquor. So yeah. what am I at? I have... If you count roses, you're at four. If you don't count roses, you're at three. We're not counting roses. All right, you're at three. Okay. Um, then I got to do street lights. Oh, yeah. From 808s. Yeah. I'll just sit in my car. Yeah. Like, I'd get to where I was trying to go, and if street lights was on at that time, <laughs> I'd replay it like. Yeah five times I feel that for sure it was like one of the few songs I felt like I could sing mm -hmm. so I'd just be singing like yeah uh, that song man like when when I really fell in love with that song I was at A&M Commerce mm. on a track scholarship and it's just Commerce is a small town I hated it everything about it and that's when I finally it was my freshman year of college that's when I finally told myself okay I'm actually gonna try this mu like music's all I wanna do fuck all the extras and that song just rang so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, damn, I'm definitely not where I want to be. Like, <laughs> you know, you can see it. Yeah, I like, literally yeah. see it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's four, right? Yeah. And then the last one, we're going to go with... Um, old school or new school? Old school or new school? Damn. So many albums. I know there's too. so many records. Like, do you go like a? Did any of the kids see ghost songs make it for you? Like Yay and Cuddy. I I loved them. I'm yeah. the, I loved them, but they they they're not in my top five okay, yet. Okay. I definitely loved them, and I loved Yay. Yeah, I loved Yay. Yeah, like the first song off that. Yeah, that's exactly like the weird shit that I want. Yeah, like ah, uh, I thought about killing you today. Like what? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go Ghost Town. Okay. Yeah, Ghost Town's a great one. I'm going to go Ghost Town. I'm going to regret that later, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we do like a big uh, Best Kanye West Song Tournament Deathmatch Extreme Shit. on Twitter. And it's like a 150 song bracket. It goes 25 days in December. And Ghost Town finished, I think, in the top four last year. And it's, song, it's like up there to potentially win this year. Word. It might be Ghost Town or Devil in a New Dress. Ooh, that's a good one. Or Power. Fuck. I have to change Ghost Town. <laughs> I have to go Power. I completely yeah. forgot. I have to go Power. Ooh, what is it about Power? I'm actually moving Power up to number one. Really? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. When I first heard Power, and like I said, I love my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but it just didn't like. It just didn't do what Yeezus and 808 did for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was something about power. Just how it started. Just, uh-huh. Uh, it was just so anthemic and what he's saying. And then when he dropped that visual, I was like, dude, this dude is fucking <laughs> on another level. Like, yeah. 
like on another fucking <laughs> level like that visual i actually just watched me like three weeks ago and i was like yeah. holy shit like it's annoying it's only like a minute 15 yeah i like that though it's so tight it is it's so tight you it's know awesome. and people will say whatever they want to say they'll call it like satanic or whatever they want to do but <laughs> honestly what it is is fucking masterful it's a it's a piece of art you know what i'm saying yeah. and and I want the internet to last forever just for that to be up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Imagine. I haven't even thought of a world existing where, like, we lose that. Yeah. Oh, that's going to... Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Not not power. I feel like it would be up your alley, too, with power being so confident for so long. And then it having that kind of postmodern twist at the end yeah. with, like, the drunkenness kind of enters into the performance at the end. Mm-hmm. And then jumping out the window, letting everything go, that you arrive at that point. <laughs> so like, what a fucking journey! It's so beautiful. It's insane. Yeah. Because it does. It doesn't make sense, but at the same time, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially that contrast. Like, oh, this guy sounds like so sure of everything at points. Like when you mm-hmm. dig into the lyrics, you realize there's more like conflict going on. Mm-hmm. But to get to that point where you're like. Oh, usually under somebody that's expressing so much of this, like, empowerment, they're actually doing it because they feel so desperate and weak and, like... And that's the truth. Yeah. Or at least his truth and sometimes my truth, which is, again, I can't say it enough, like, damn, man, like, yeah, power's definitely number one, for sure. Thank you for my... How did I even fucking forget? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Too much music. Yeah. I mean, there are like nine albums. Yeah, and then seriously. Joint album is so much. With heaters on every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then, I guess we're at the point for your, uh, for your last call. You get an uninterrupted amount of time to talk about whatever you want, and uh, I'll just sit here and... Not approvingly. Okay, so, okay, okay. Thanks for being on the show. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you for having me. This is your last call. Um, I just want to first say thank you um, to the Watching the Throne podcast. Um, Fire on the Mountain. My name is Harry Dokwa. If you're listening to this, it's out. Um, unless it drops early, then it's out <laughs> December 11th. <laughs> Uh, but all I really want to say, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet, is just that it's okay, you know? Nothing, nothing's real. Um, it doesn't matter um, who offended you or who you offended or your past or your fears or whatever. It's okay. You're okay. Um, drink a lot of water. Uh, drink more tequila. Um, yeah, nothing's real. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus is king. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.